Hello there, and welcome to the Fall in Love with Yourself First podcast. My name is Mandy Tardif. This is episode number 17, and the title of today's episode is Five Ways to Help You Stop Obsessing About Him or Her. So first, I just want to define the word obsession. Obsession is defined as the preoccupation or filling of the mind with thoughts of someone or something continually, intrusively, and to a troubling extent. So chances are, if you are the one that clicked on the title of this episode, you are obsessing to a troubling extent about someone or something. And I want you to know that I completely understand. (laughs) I have, oh my goodness, I have spent, I don't want to say a majority, there were times in my life when I spent a majority of my time thinking, obsessing about a particular person. And it was painful for me back then. And it really drove me to a place to figure out how to stop obsessing and how to build a life for myself where I would have more control or feel more control of my thoughts. So I definitely really understand and empathize, have so much compassion. If you're in a place right now where you just feel like your mind is just going out of control and you just can't stop thinking about a particular person, there's no shame and there's no judgment. What I do want to share with you, however, is that you have the power, you have the ability, and you can control your mind. You really can. It's a really amazing thing that we really can be in the driver's seat of our own minds. We can steer our own thoughts and it can feel in a lot of ways that that's impossible. You don't understand. Like, I just can't stop obsessing. And I want to throw this in there that when I was growing up, there was not social media. I'm in my later 40s. And I would still obsess over one of my ex-boyfriends so much that I really didn't think much about anything else. And I can't even imagine if I had had a phone in my hand, could see him posting on social media, in addition to also just, you know, thinking about him, you know, just wondering where he was um, at school, but to also see posts and, and, and maybe his new girlfriend's posts about him, I could just imagine that it would have just almost felt like it was pouring kerosene um, onto my on my thought life and just setting it ablaze. I mean, gosh, I have so much empathy for, for people these days um, because of that element. But again, I want to go back to Um, It's just so important to remember, to realize, to educate ourselves that we are in the driver's seat of our minds. We can purposefully think about things. We can intentionally put thoughts into our mind. We can learn things like meditation and, and just thought stopping and all kinds of different things so that we don't lose control of our own thought life and our minds because this is so important and maybe you're experiencing this but it feels like you're 
not able to do much of anything else. And when you look back on your day, what have I accomplished? You know, maybe I accomplished X, Y, and Z. However, while I was doing X, Y, and Z, I was obsessing over this person and it's taking over my life and I want a life. So I get it. And I want to give you five powerful ways that, um, you know, that can help you stop obsessing if, if that's where you're at. Um, so the first one that I want to say is, you know, it's focusing on self-improvement. Now, I want to share a little story with you to show you that I really understand and how these things can change. Um, just a few years ago, it's three, three years ago, I, I believe now, I was living in California in Oakland. I had moved in with a boyfriend quite quickly and I let go of a job to live with him or or I I went to live with him and then I let go of a job because he was going to pay the rent and he was going to pay for all the food and everything and I just ended up because I didn't really love this job very much I just ended up letting go of that job so I was very dependent upon him for my you know finances for for my living situation and I really thought about it before I did all these things and really considered the ramifications of my decisions. However, you know, I I, I did this and it didn't end up working out. (laughs) I ended up finding out that he had struggled with meth for a very long time and he hadn't ever truly kicked the habit. And during our relationship, he had gone back to it. I had sensed that something wasn't quite right in our relationship. I wasn't exactly sure why I was sensing this, but I expressed to him that intuitively I was feeling something wasn't right and I was considering moving out. And he freaked out. I freaked out. It sent him on another bender. He lied to me. And through a series of events, I needed to find a place to live. I needed to find a new job. And I needed to obviously move out and then COVID hit right then. And it was a perfect cocktail in combination of things to send my mind into a complete obsessive loop on where was he because he was lying to me. I had made him to be such a, um, just a, a big part of my happiness and a big part of of the dream that I had had my whole life of meeting somebody, being able to make music with them because he was a recording artist and he was a musician. And when I lost pretty much everything I'd ever been dreaming of, because I'd been dreaming of this dream of meeting the one, getting married, finding this great partner for what was it, 44 years at the time. And finally, after so much waiting and dreaming and praying and hoping and wishing. I thought I met this person. And then when it all kind of started to crumble pretty badly, I just found myself in this place of obsession. I was not able to find a job right away. I was not able to find an apartment right away. And then with the COVID restrictions of asking everybody to stay home, I was in my apartment, which I shared with him at the time, just feeling stuck and feeling out of control and wondering where he was, obsessing over 
what was going to happen with my life, obsessing over, did he like me? Why? It was just, it was just so anxiety producing that I found myself pretty paralyzed throughout the day. My nervous system was so like high, meaning that like I, I just had so much cortisol pumping through my body from so much thinking that I ended up having cold sores all over my mouth. I mean, I'm obviously painting a, a picture here of how much I really understand uh, thoughts and how obsessive they can be and how they can literally take over your life. I thankfully had learned through a long period of time in 12 step, the importance of reaching out, asking for help, calling people, processing and talking about your situation. So I was on the phone talking with people and trying to calm my mind mind down. I was trying to do meditation. I was going for walks. I was listening to podcasts. I was trying to do everything I could to steer my thoughts in a different direction. And slowly over time, when I was focusing on self-improvement, I began to slow down my thoughts and I began to start to build a life for myself that didn't make this person so important. So I wasn't completely obsessing on this other person as a source of everything, as a source of my happiness and purpose. And and so, you know, number one being definitely focusing on your self-improvement developing skills, pursuing your passions, developing new hobbies for yourself, really taking the time to work on yourself and setting goals for yourself. Where do you want to end up in your life in five years and 10 years? What kind of juicy, amazing life do you want to create for yourself? Instead of consistently obsessing about this person whether they like you or they don't like you or they're going to come back or they're going to call you or they're going to text you it's so difficult because in a lot of ways these are unanswered questions but it's so important to put yourself first and to really create and develop a life for yourself because you deserve that we have in my opinion we have one life right now to live whether or not there is reincarnation and all those things in the afterlife. This is the life that you're living right now. And you deserve to have a fulfilling life instead of obsessing over someone or something. So number one, when you're focusing on self-improvement and you're, you're setting aside time, you're setting your thoughts into motion, you're intentionally thinking on things and being the driver's the driver of your of your own mind you're thinking on creating this juicy life for yourself and that's what I did in the middle of COVID in the middle of this breakup in the middle of such a crazy time in my life I I took the time slowly but surely to really harness in my thoughts and start thinking and plotting and planning and making vision boards and journaling about what it was I really wanted for my life, especially approaching my late 40s, the last half of my life. I was asking myself questions like, what do you really want to do? What do you really want in life? Let's not just think about, well, you know, I'd really just love a job. I'd love to live where I live. No, I asked myself what I really, really wanted. 
And that's what prompted me to move to Hawaii because when I thought about myself in an environment that I would love the most out of any environments in the world, it was a tropical environment like Hawaii near the ocean. And so I started plotting and planning a life for myself at that time and reining in those thoughts to be mindful of, okay, we're not going to think about him right now. We're going to try to not think about him and we're going to start really thinking about ourself. So number two would be prioritizing your own happiness. And that would, you know, be synonymous with focusing on self-improvement, right? But focusing on your own happiness just means, you know, you're making choices every day where you're like, I deserve to be happy. What makes you happy? Obsessing doesn't make you happy. It makes you feel crazy. So I would say focus on things that that you love. So dancing, listening to music, your favorite songs, spending the people who lift you, spending time with people who lift you up, engaging in those activities that make you feel good so that when you're in them, right? So if you're listening to a song and you're just lost in that song and you're dancing around your room, you all of a sudden get so lost in that song and in the dancing in the movements of your body and it feels so invigorating. Maybe you're dancing outside in the sunshine. You can feel the sun on your face. Maybe you're dancing with other people and the energy is high and it just feels so good. And before you know it, you're not even thinking about that person anymore. You're not trying to not think about them anymore. You just automatically aren't thinking about them anymore. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to go out to the store and get yourself a piece of clothing that you really love and put it on and and makes you feel so good and do your hair and your makeup. And it's okay if you want to go to the grocery store and, and it feels good to have other people look at you and guys are flirting with you or women are flirting with you and that makes you feel happy. It's okay to do these things. We're humans. Like, we have to stop thinking that like we don't have needs and that we don't like attention and that we don't like to have a purpose. We we all do. We we all feel good when we're recognized. We all feel good when somebody thinks we're attractive or they like us. It's just it's just a thing, you know. So number 2, definitely prioritize your happiness. Number 3, make sure you're practicing self-care. So during this time, this crazy time in co- during COVID and with my boyfriend um, finding out that he was doing meth and he was lying to me. And I don't know if you've ever seen anybody come off meth. It's that, that drug is evil. It's sinister. And it's, it's the, one of the craziest things I've ever witnessed in my life was to see this man that I really cared for. And then to see how meth took over his soul. It, it brings back feelings even now of me talking about it, like kind of bringing me to tears because it's so crazy. It's the opposite of self-care by far. It really tears you, your body apart. And during that time, because I was just going through so much, oh my goodness, like having to find a place to live. And it was really hard to get people to even show you places because everybody was freaking out about COVID. So I was scared about my life and I was scared about my future And I really just needed to focus on the basics at the time and just practice self-care, like getting up every morning and just eating a healthy breakfast, making sure I'm drinking plenty of water throughout the day and 
And if all I got done in one day was to just not drink like an addict or eat like an addict and practice my old behaviors, because when I would feel out of control in the past, I would really want to control my food. So that would look like bulimia for me in the past. And I was very mindful to not allow myself to go back into these patterns because I was so scared and to not use drugs or use alcohol to try to soothe myself. I was very mindful of just making sure that I was intentionally putting things into my body that were going to be in alignment with health and alignment with um, making sure that my mind was clear and making sure that I was well rested and well fed and I was getting connected with people and despite the restrictions on you know what people were saying about COVID and not spending time with people and not going over their house you know being in isolation and I, I didn't I didn't do that because I knew that my mental health and my health in general needed to be around people. So I actually set up a date to be with an actual person every single day. I either went for a walk or a hike or I went over somebody's house to just have coffee or I went over their house to have dinner. I made sure that I was around a person almost every single day because I was in a very intense place in my life. And I didn't want to let that take me down. And I really wanted to get ahead. I wanted to grow. I wanted to integrate the lessons that I was learning from this painful experience. And I wanted to stop repeating patterns in relationships. So in order to do that, I really needed to just calm my nervous system down, practice self-care, reduce my stress, exercise regularly, and engage in activities that were going to help me to calm my nervous system down so that I could think calmly and rationally and then I'd be able to process things and be able to take the next right action to get me to the place where I wanted to go instead of being in a loop, right? So number four is surrounding yourself with positive things. Just meaning like just if you need to like put candles or flowers or Um, You know, obviously surrounding yourself with people who are going to support you and make yourself uh, make make you feel good about yourself, spending time with your friends and your family who inspire you. So that goes back to, you know, number three of practicing self-care. And I was telling you how even despite the restrictions, I knew that in order for me to get through this high stress time, I needed to surround myself with positive influences. I went outside. I went in the sunshine every single day. I got outside in nature. And at the time when I was living in Oakland, I was living around a place where there was a beautiful trail um, with a whole bunch of these gorgeous eucalyptus or eucalyptus or eucalyptus trees. And I would just go into this eucalyptus grove because it was it was a positive influence for me, meaning just looking at the trees, smelling the trees. It was positively influencing me as a person. I was just feeling so relaxed when I would go into that environment. Sometimes I would go for a hike by myself. Sometimes I would go with another person. So I was very mindful of making sure that I was surrounding myself constantly with positive, um, you know, things like music, positive music, positive podcasts, um, books that were going to inspire me to uplift me, to pour things into my mind 
um, to try to let go of all these obsessive thoughts because now, mind you, I still was thinking about this person all the time. Um, you know, in, in some ways, I just had to co- sort of accept that and allow that to happen, just sort of pay attention to it instead of getting really scared about it. Be like, I can't, I can't, how come I can't, how come I keep thinking about this person? Because that would make me have more anxiety when I just said, okay, I'm thinking about them. All right, there you go. Now let's do this. Or now let's think about this and and just kind of be friendly to myself about it rather than freaking myself out about it. And then lastly, number five, definitely taking a break from social media. So thankfully at the time, my boyfriend that I'm speaking about, now my ex-boyfriend, and by the way, he's doing well and he's not on meth anymore and he seems to be in a really good place. So I'm so happy about that. But I'm really grateful that at the time, he just really isn't big on social media. He just doesn't post on social media. So I was very grateful that I wasn't having that extra layer of obsession where I'd be, you know, going on Facebook because I I know I would going on Facebook, going on Instagram, seeing his posts, trying to figure out where he is. Was he just on Facebook? Is he talking to this person? And that is like I was saying in the beginning of this podcast, just such an extra layer that can add to obsession. And I've had experiences in my life where there was a different boyfriend that I had. And when we had this beautiful conscious uncoupling experience, which is something that I share about in one of my um, previous podcasts, which is a, a really good episode. I'm um, just talking about how it's such a beautiful experience to to uncouple from somebody in such a healthy, mindful, grace-filled way where you can talk about all the stages and you can respect each other through the whole uncoupling process so that you don't have any long-lasting bitterness or regret or obsession about this person. And And with this experience of consciously uncoupling, we agreed because we did both have social media to block each other so that we would not be obsessing about each other on social media that if we had any thought to like go peek into their world that we already set up parameters around that that we would block each other so that we couldn't because we both knew that that would just not be healthy there's no reason for me to cyber stalk my ex-boyfriend and make assumptions and make stories about things that he might be posting that I don't really know the whole story about and then I get into this obsessive thought loop or yeah loop of thoughts that it just doesn't help me it doesn't I'm not getting ahead in my life if I'm just constantly thinking about this other person and making up stories so I really highly suggest that if you you know are a person where you just know yourself and there's no shame or judgment about that if you just know yourself it's it's a very common thing for a lot of us to obsess over social media so if you know that about yourself then just set up these really great parameters for yourself and ask the other person if you can and if not just figure out ways that you can set yourself up for success and not upset you know not go on social media just take a break don't go onto their accounts it's just it's not gonna be (laughs) healthy um social media can create feelings of of inadequacy it can increase comparison it can just lead to so many different unfortunate negative emotions of course there's benefits to social media however you know studies have shown that it can lead 
to negative emotions and you really can control this. So there are things in life that we can't control, right? We can't control other people. We can't control the weather. We can't control what people think or say or do. We can't control when people want to break up with us. We can't control when they want to no longer be married to us. We can't control so much in life. However, we don't need to focus on that. We don't need to worry about that. We don't have to have anxiety about that. We can focus on what we can control because what we can control is a fucking lot. We can control our own selves and that's everything. We can control our own thoughts. We can create our life. And sometimes these situations come into our life to remind us of that, to remind us that we have the ability and the power to steer our own thoughts. And when we steer our own thoughts, we are literally steering our life. Our thought life is probably one of the most important parts of us is to realize that we can put things inside of our minds and what we are literally thinking about becomes our habits, our actions, and our life. So if you just take the time, if you're not already, to be meditating and to be just really thinking about what you're thinking about, you can really take steps to help yourself to stop obsessing. If you're needing help to stop obsession, I am definitely here as a mentor that I can help you as someone who completely understands. It helps me to process things. It helps me to then set up an action plan. It helps me to um, have friends that I can process this stuff with, you know, compassionate, empathetic people who are not just going to tell you flippant things like, you know, just stop it already because it can feel really crippling. It can feel really hard. And if you're feeling in some way that you're in like a crisis moment, meaning like you just feel like this is really taken over your life and it's never felt this bad. And, you know, I get it. I so get it. And as someone who has been there to the point where I was thinking so much and obsessing so much that I had cold sores all over my mouth. Um, I mean, and now I'm living in Hawaii. I live in Honolulu. I'm a lead singer in two bands. I am a life coach. I am an artist. I paint murals. I do body and face painting. I, I'm an illustrator. I'm a graphic designer. I, I have a really beautiful life for myself that I have created slowly over time. And, you know, I can still obsess. I can still obsess over people. However, I will tell you, I don't really obsess that much. <laughs> if I do, I'm, I'm so much more able to stop it. I'm so much more able to recognize it. And I'm so much more able to control my thoughts to steer them in a different direction because I've created a life for myself that's so juicy and decadent and filled with purpose and passion and of service. And when you have a life where you wake up and you create these places where you're responsible to have to show up, you know, here, for instance, I'm, I'm responsible for my podcast and I need to like record my podcast on Sundays. I need to outline it. I need to think about what I'm going to be talking about and I want to be of service. And so when I'm needing to show up to these different things, I can't be completely obsessing over a guy because then it's going to take over my life and I'm not going to be able to really think about what it is that I want to share with the world. You know, the, the, the legacy, the, the energy, the, the stories that I want to share with people and pass them on so that when I do leave this planet, there's stuff that I've left behind that could be 
quite possibly really helpful, transformational, inspiring for people. I don't want to be spending my life feeling out of control. And the cool thing is, is that sometimes it just takes a reminder that it's not necessarily anything that we have to say, well, that's our fault or feel bad or, or anything. It's just to remind ourselves of the power that we hold within ourselves. And anytime you're reminded of how powerful you are, I think that's a good thing. So hopefully this podcast was helpful and you found some little nuggets that can help you, some takeaways that can help you just implement into your day today. And like I said, if you are feeling whatsoever that you would like some extra support, um, you can definitely send me an email or you can message me on Instagram. My Instagram is heycoachmandy and I post pretty much daily there. And then also you could uh, send me an email at hello at mandytardiff.com. Um, my name should be um, in the show notes if you want to see the spelling of my last name because it's a tricky one. But anyway, I yeah. however you found me today, I'm, I'm glad that we connected in this way online. And please do come back on Monday, next Monday, when I drop my next podcast. And I think that's all I have. Good luck to you. You are powerful. You can do anything. You can do hard things. You've got this, babe. I believe in you. Go create that amazing life for yourself. You deserve it. You're on your way. You're literally on your way. Just continue to just thank the universe. Thank God right now for putting everything in your life that you need so that you just wake up with purpose and passion. And, you know, it's not necessarily like, we graduate and we never ever obsess or we never struggle with things. It's just we have the power to figure out the different tools and the different things that will help us to be able to get out of some jam, whether it's meditation or journaling or talking with a friend. You have all these tools under your tool belt, in your tool belt, that you can pick from at any moment because you are your own best ally. You are your own best friend and you have everything that you will ever need within you to be able to get through anything. So thanks so much, friend, for being here. Have a wonderful and beautiful day or night.